Hey, welcome to All About the Joy, the podcast. I'm Carmen Lisette Suarez, your host, and I'm so glad to have you here. We had a great live stream this past week with me and Rick, and we had great conversation, little review on Barbie, some conversations about other movies. And uh, yeah, check that out. It's on YouTube. You can watch the live stream replay there. Uh, check us out at allaboutthejoy.com to get those links. You can also watch it on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So let me tell you what my conversation is going to be about today because I, you know, I keep hearing all of this fear about artificial intelligence and that's not to pretend that I don't think it's a big deal or that I don't think there is something to be worried about. But, you know, every morning I wake up, I kind of just see a new article on artificial intelligence. And I'm shocked by the alarming rate of hysteria and kind of disagreement on AI. For me, I'm excited about it and I'm embracing it. And I tend to think that every time we make progress as human beings and technology, we tend to go through this same crisis mode, you know? Um, it's like we're excited and intrigued and then we get to this whole paranoia part of it. Then it's doomsday, right? I feel like right now we're in doomsday mode and at some point it's just acceptance and it becomes part of our everyday lives. And look at, I'm, I'm just talking from my point of view. I just feel like humanity tends to always freak the fudge out every time we make progress. And of course, you know, there's always the caveat that somebody needs to remind me as if I'm an idiot, but they always say like, no, 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 Carmen, this is different. You just don't understand. Oh my God. You know, everyone used to say I was so dramatic growing up. Even today, people will say I'm so dramatic. The truth is humans are so dramatic. <laughs> Look at just in my lifetime, I've had to listen or hear the doomsday drama, thinking about certain quote unquote truths like, you know, stop sitting so close to the TV because you'll go blind or Y2K is going to set us back and it's our own fault. Like Y2K was a big deal. If you don't know what Y2K is, Google it. Um, you know, microwaves causing cancer, cell phones are causing brain cancer, you know, oh, and they're killing the bees, which inevitably will mean we will die. I mean, we're always in this place when it comes to technology that it's doomsday and people are so fearful of it and it's the wrong thing to be afraid of. All of those other examples were just off the top of my head. And look at, don't get me wrong, I understand the fear. I get it. And some of it may be warranted, I don't know. But being cautious as we develop new technologies is always the best way to go. But the hysteria does nothing for us and it's a bit much. Now, here's the thing. I love humanity and I actually think we are better than dogs. I know. I said what I said. People who own pets and dogs specifically are about to freak out right now. But I love humanity because we're so curious, right? We're never satisfied with where we're at. Like once we learn something, we want to know what the next thing is. We want to grow and we want to become stronger and smarter. Once we hit one level, we want to go to what's next. 
And because of technology, we live longer, right? Medical advancements have made us be able to live longer. And we are smarter than the generation before us because we have different products available to us, right? So as a species, we continue to move forward. It's exciting. I mean, simple things that we take for granted, like electricity, medical advancements, like polio shots, or, you know, just being able to have an x-ray, you know, our communication devices. Um, hello, I grew up with a telephone attached to a wall with a long cord, you know, but there was a time when we didn't even have telephones like that, you know, cars, and now we have electrical cars. I mean, we're moving forward and it's so exciting. And at the end of the day, it's what we do as a species, right? We do. We're curious. Even in our own personal lives, we do the same exact thing. Once we get a job, we're excited. We're making a certain level of money. And then time goes on and we realize I want more money or I want a new career or I want a new title. We're always trying to move forward. And AI is just the next advancement in us moving forward. And I find it exciting. Now, understanding that with every new advancement, it does get a bit scary. There's no doubt about it. We've seen these possibilities in movies and in books. And I mean, I think about Stanley Kubrick and uh, who's, I think it was, oh, Arthur C. Clarke, right? The director and the writer for 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was a movie, masterpiece, by the way. Everyone should see this movie, whether you like sci-fi or not. But it's an incredible movie. But I think it was made in 1968, 67 or 68. And here's the thing, all of the advancements that we're actually, we have today, like FaceTime and, you know, our telephones in our hands, all of these things were thought of back then. It's fascinating, right? Gene Roddenberry, creator of Star Trek, is probably one of the easiest people to reference when it comes to uh, these concepts of uh, technology moving forward. So AI has been around our entire lives, by the way. It's nothing new and it's exciting. Now, as we venture down the logistics of AI, of course, now we're getting into a situation where we do need to fear how we use this tool because like everything else, there are people out there that are very manipulative that are greedy beyond comprehension, who are going to turn around and take this technology and try to abuse it, to line their pockets and to have control. So the fight isn't about this amazing technology, artificial intelligence. The fight is about how we use the tool, how the tool is used, how we compensate people for the work that they do that is contributing to artificial intelligence. This is what the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA strike is all about right now, by the way. Um, this fear that, you know, with SAG-AFTRA specifically, one of the items they're arguing about is, you know, they want to scan one person, a background actor, scan them on all sides or whatever, and then use that image forever, for as long as they want to in whatever movies they want to, because they would own it because they would pay that actor for one day of work. That's ludicrous. That's crazy. That doesn't even make any sense. 
But it is where we're going, right? So the toothpaste is already out of the tube, right? Artificial intelligence is here. It's you, you, you can't put it back in. And I play with it every day. I play with artificial intelligence, chat, GBT. Um, I use Bing to do it. And it's really fascinating, great, and I love it. And I'm learning so much. So it's here. We have to start learning how to use it and not be afraid of it. And I have to tell you, it is mind-blowingly fascinating and great and exciting. I love asking it questions. And then I love seeing that the, the prompts that I asked have to be retuned, uh, rewritten, redone. You can speak into it. And, and, and then it starts thinking to try to spit out this information. That is what's fascinating. The question is, how do we make sure we compensate for the artist who worked on things? So I'll give you an example. I wrote a book, Canela, right? Back in 2018, it was published. And when you go in and ask ChatGBT to write about Carmen, you know, to, to write Carmen Lisette's bio, it pulls from that book. It pulls from that jacket of that book. All those stories in that book, it knows. And so the question is, if somebody asks a question about a story, write me a story about a little girl at Christmas time living in Boston, let's say whatever, and it, it's going to prompt it and it's going to take that information from there. So the question becomes, right, how do I get compensated for a book that ChatGBT is using, right? Or artificial intelligence, we'll just keep using that. Um, artificial intelligence or open AI is using to grab information from because it's learning from the web everything it needs to learn about us to spit out information. So I can create my bio or I can ask it to, to write certain things for me about me because it's gathering all that information and from all the crawling it does on the internet. And I don't know if crawling is the right word, but visually that kind of makes more sense, right? It crawls into all corners of the internet and it finds all the information it needs to find. And it does it instantaneously, by the way, it's pretty fascinating. And, you know, then it gives you whatever it is you asked for. Now it's still learning and it's still trying to understand everything. But the question isn't, we have to get rid of artificial intelligence. What are we going to do with it? It's going to ruin our lives. Uh, it's here. It's here. And in a lot of ways, it's always been here. When you talk to your uh, Google prompt or you talk to your Siri prompt or you talk to your, I forget what the one on Amazon is. Um, but when you talk to those prompts, that's, that's also AI. Those things are not happening out of nowhere. Artificial intelligence is artificial intelligence. It's something being able to spit back at you information as quickly as possible without you having to like, you know, go to a library and figure it out. So um, again, I am not technically or my my verbiage may not be perfect, but but when I do an image or a vision of what this is and I think about it the way I just explained it, that's how I look at artificial intelligence and it's here. We need to embrace it. We need to understand it. We need to start using it as a tool as soon as possible. Everyone should be learning how to use it. And it's free. You can go on there and start learning how to use it. And really what we want to be talking about is how do we use it responsibly? How do we make sure that people's work people who are creating these, you know, whether it be a book or poem or 
creating code or medical technology, whatever it is, all the things that people do, that people are being compensated in some way, shape or form for the art that they're creating or the work that they're doing that open AI and, and all of these services are using to gather information. That's really what the fight is about and also about being ethical, right? There's a lot of question right now about, you know, deep fakes And which is for people who don't know when you're, you know, you could use my voice and you could turn around and put somebody else's face and make it be that it's them who is saying it, right? And you've kind of seen a lot of deep fakes, maybe if you didn't even realize it, but, you know, they could easily put words in my mouth without me even knowing because they can pick up all the different words that I have used that are on, let's say, YouTube or whatever, and then they can manipulate those words to say whatever it is they want me to say and use a different face. Or they could change something like whether it be President Barack Obama or, um, you know, George W. Bush or something. Well, I guess he's yeah, no, no, W still alive, right? <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. You know, they could make him say something he never actually said by putting different words in his mouth and using technology in order to make it sound like him. Um, I think there was a Tom Cruise lookalike guy who was kind of doing that for a while, and I forget who he is or what's happened, but uh, that was my first experience with deep fakes was watching this guy uh, being used as a pretend Tom Cruise. Um, and I'll try to put that in the show notes, uh, a link to that so you can kind of see it because that's also a scary thing too. It's both fascinating and scary at the same time because the questions become, you know, if, if, if you pass away and they want to keep using your image forever, they can put whatever the words they want in your mouth. And is that morally right? Is that ethical? Do you have a say? Does your family have a say? Your estate or whatever have a say in whether or not, you know, um, I mean, they've brought back people like Tupac and Whitney Houston to be on stage doing that same exact thing. All of that is technology moving forward. Now, I'm not saying it's a horrible thing. There are things that are great about it, you know, being able to go places that you would never be able to afford to maybe travel to or actually go to. You can actually, you know, visit these places uh, by means of some virtual artificial intelligence in some way, shape or form, right? Or just being able to learn about things so much quicker because AI has the ability to spit it out so quickly. So it's really, really fascinating. There are things we need to figure out. I think I always want to believe in the best in people, and I always want to believe in the best in humanity. That doesn't mean there aren't jerks out there. We know there are. We we know that they are. But I don't think we want to become the kind of people that are continuously living in fear, right? I think that's part of what's happening in our world right now is that we are continuously always living in fear because so many talking heads and so many people seem to keep making us be fearful of each other, of everything that's happening. And I think we're all living in this weird anxiety-driven situation. And we got to stop. We got to stop. We have to really just take a moment, take a breath and breathe, you know, (laughs) and understand that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because when humans are at their best, 
we ultimately do the right thing. It might take us a long time, especially here in the United States. Goodness Lord. But, <laughs> but I do believe that eventually we do get it right. So if you've been afraid about artificial intelligence or you've been pushing it away or you've been kind of jumping on that fearful bandwagon, let this be kind of a little reminder or a little kind of sign that maybe you shouldn't. If you have the ability to go on your computer and you can go to uh, bing.com, which is a search engine just like google.com, and you can go into Bing and check out, they are using artificial intelligence right now, and it is fascinating and fun. My understanding from what I read this morning, Google is also going to be coming out with its, they're still testing it and working on it and doing trials or whatever, but Google will also be integrating artificial intelligence in their Google search engines soon as well. So it'll be there for you to try it. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, the more you understand how it works, the better off we will all be. Did you hear what I just said? The more you understand how artificial intelligence works and how it can work in your daily life, the better off we will all be because you'll know what we're talking about when we have to have the good fights, the real fights that are going to be in front of us regarding any issues that come up. Okay. So I thought I would just share that. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to go to my contact page. My website where all my links are is www.aatjoy.com. So that's aatjoy.com. You can also go to allaboutthejoy.com. And as always, forever for the past 25 years, I think. Oh, it can't be. Yeah, it's been 25 years. CarmenSuarez.com. <laughs> you can always go there. Send me a message. I answer them as quickly as I can. I will always reach out to you. And um, thanks as always for stopping by. I am grateful. And yeah, check out the live stream, check out the blog post. And I appreciate you all so much. Until next time. Thanks for stopping by. All about the joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day.